right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast 139. We are your host, Phil and Darren. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? I am doing well. It's another Wednesday, another podcast. We actually were able to do our podcast last week, which was pretty cool and unique, a different situation. Yeah. I mean, we called it, it was a stream pod. It, it was a thing. Streamcast? We'd I don't know. Stream, yeah. yeah, double, double a thing. pod stream. It worked. Yeah. So uh, it was really cool having you out here. And I uh, just want to say, uh, you know, how, how do I put this? Not to put any <laughs> more added pressure on you, no but, pressure. you know, NC is pretty nice, you know, just just saying. So for those that uh, missed out, Darren was here with family last week, and it was actually really cool. Uh, we got to stream. That's up on YouTube. But also just to be able to hang out and meet his wife and his kid, and we, we went around, and they went downtown Raleigh and did a bunch of stuff. Maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, just want to say thank you again to everyone who came out here and uh, enjoyed a little bit of uh, dual beard action. And maybe, just maybe, if they decide that is the route they want to go, we will have more of that on a daily basis, maybe. Well, if, if you, yeah, I, I don't think we'll get into this later, so I'll say a little bit about it now just All so right. we can move on. Go for it. Um, but yeah, actually, the official discussion has happened, and so... We have chosen North Carolina. Um, oh, snap. Yeah. I mean, that's the first actually Phil has heard the 100%. Um, now it's just a matter of logistics and a matter of basically we want to move like in a month and two weeks, a month and a half, a little less than a month and a half. Um, and it's going to be whether or not we can make the logistics happen before the summer, essentially, or the beginning of the summer, because we don't want to really move in the middle of the summer if we don't have to. So it's either real quick or maybe waiting until, uh, you know, the fall. I don't know. So it's logistics time now. Um, I'm doing a lot of work trying to figure out what, how we can work it out. But uh, I think it was a good preview for what may be to come, uh, you know, late, yeah. later this year. And uh, of course, uh, you know, um, some plans just to sort of interject there. You know, if he does come out yep. here, you know, we will be looking at getting a, 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 an office, a studio of some sorts, and doing basically what you saw last. <laughs> oh my God, look at that thing. That's not even. Put your soup bowl down, dude. You're not supposed to be eating. God Almighty. It's... You know, well, okay, so you're drinking coffee. I brought this up. What am I drinking? I'm drinking. Uh, I actually had two of these last night. They're uh, the Lining Kugel Summer Shandies. This is actually a grapefruit one, which I'm not a big grapefruit fan, but. These are delicious, nice. Anyways, that's what I'm drinking. So, uh, anyways, we have a podcast and stuff to talk about. We do. So, you know. Yeah, basically what you can expect uh, when we do move out there is a lot more of everything, including we'll be doing tabletop and just, you know, random podcasts about others. I don't know. We have so many things on the table. Lots to come. But, yeah, let's get into today's Today, topics. and, you know, today is April 20th. 2016, which I didn't finish. That was like the first time. Anyways, uh, so... I had quite a few happy 420 days when I woke up this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. God, you... 420. Potheads. God, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even... I was like, why is stuff on... Oh, that uh... makes sense now. Uh, yeah. So, uh, a few things. Big patch came out yesterday. It wasn't a big, like, patch, like, download size, but content and discussion-wise, it came out. Now, guys, we're going to do our best to sort of... Talk about things that we have experienced within the last 24 hours. This isn't necessarily a, 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 an all-around look at community warfare and a lot of the changes that came to. I've talked to you guys last night while I was doing the freelancer stuff, and there's things that we still need to experience. But before we get there, we had two things I want to bring up. Uh, one that I think is actually sort of important um, more so is the tournament support pack thing. 
The reason I bring this up is uh, they changed it where it was just XP before, now it has a 10% C-Build boost. The only reason, so you may be like, wow, Phil, can you shield any harder? Just keep this in mind. Instead of paying X amount for premium time for 30 days, you can buy the support pack, which, by the way, helps support the tourney, and it goes all the way to the December 3rd. Like, I don't, like, let's just say you played, what, however many hours a week, how many months. Anyways, it's a really good value. It stacks on top of everything. And if you want to help support, I'm sure the guys' tournament and all that will really, uh, you know, appreciate it too. So, and that updates, by the way, uh, Darren, you pointed that to me, the uh, prize pool updates. Yeah, I'm trying to get to that page. Well, and actually something really cool about that, uh, you are saying that the, the C-Bill bonus as well, is that was 100% done because of community input um so that's to me that's actually a big thing uh we want more value in this you got more value in it and yeah first of all amazing warhorn as soon as i heard that warhorn literally boom i was over there buying it um and then uh yeah and it supports the tournament and it is updated live i'm trying to find that page real quick all right is that what you're trying to do yeah i yeah. moved it all right and uh anyways just want to get that second uh thing on our announcements is the cyclops um, not necessarily that it's up for pre-order, but just for the fact of Alex has once again taken a very, very ugly, not albeit very, <laughs> hey man, unique looking <laughs> mech, the Cyclops, and turned it into character. So, he, he's MWFI'd it, which of course it, it, it's just every single time we see a new mech, it's like. It doesn't look like the pile of garbage that was before, but also we, I, I mean, I can still appreciate the, the fugliness of like some of the original, right? Like even you said, Darren, you said there's something we grew up with these and we were okay with them, which I totally agree with. But definitely when you see the side-by-side -side comparisons, your old sort of nostalgia sort of wavers because you're like, that is, that looks cool. And um, anyways, G-Man just posted up uh, his sort of like, this is what I'm excited for the Cyclops 4 article. It's over on our forums, so make sure to check that out and, you know, yell at G-Man if you think he's completely wrong. So, um, yeah, anyways, those two I did things. Find, I did find the page that updates uh, real-time. There's now 146 teams registered, right. which All is right. twice the number of uh, MRBC's most recent season, which was their biggest. Um, not to compare it to MRBC, just giving you, you know, some, some idea of how big it is. And then the prize pool is up to now... Uh, a little over 108,415. That's about almost 1,700 of these uh, packs have been purchased so far. Um, and each time a pack is purchased, $5 goes into the prize pool. So pretty cool. It's neat I mean, seeing it go up in real time. Even if you don't, like, in all honesty, even if you don't give a shit about the tournament, getting a 10% boost for that over the course, like, it's just, it's actually, like, better than just buying premium like yep. you know it's just and they all stack so awesome um so there's that so that, those are two, sort of two things that stood out the third thing obviously is sort of the discussion topic which is we did have a big patch uh come out cw3 is here uh what is our experiences so far you guys actually got to see me participate in it yesterday which was just freelancer um now darren i, I talked to you there was a few glaring things as soon as i started and it was even on the stream so let's just talk about it one of them was wait real quick before yes. we get into that yep i do want to reiterate this is basically a phil and darren reaction video um like he did touch on real quick there our experiences is limited he he, he was mostly i think or all a freelancer. Oh, freelancer yeah yeah i did freelancer and merc 
Uh, we did not do any loyalist. We didn't do uh, the regular community warfare drops, or at least I didn't. You did a couple, maybe, or something like that. Well, I did. Uh, I did solos all last night, which was the four v four scouts. But I did catch right. a solo against a uh, loyalist group. Now, yeah, so very limited experience, but and it's been out of day. So and and on is. on top of that, we will be diving into some of you guys are bringing up the the. Um, I can't get over that fucking mug, dude. That's just, it's ridiculous. Um, all right, so taste is one, one, of the, one of the things, uh, CW3 dropped on. Now, one of my main concerns uh, that popped up instantaneously once I started, I clicked on Faction Warfare, was... And you were ready to go. I was ready to go. You have no idea. If you're a new player, it gives you absolutely no warning of what to do. And you click on all these battles going on, but it doesn't give you an option to play and participate but what's a little bit confusing if you didn't know if you were a brand new player coming in here and you still saw quick play and you clicked on it and it drops you in the queue and you're like oh yeah i'm playing in community warfare but you're not um so one of the things that popped in was there needs to be some type of thing telling you what that means now if you read the description it says you can only do call to arms but again let's let's backtrack here it doesn't show you what a call to arms looks like Second of all, Call to Arms is so tiny in the bottom right hand of my screen, and I'm at 1440p, that, again, if you didn't know what it was, it would be right over your head. So my, yeah. my main concerns would be if you have new players or veteran players that have never played CW came in here, and they didn't have an outside influence or a Twitch chat to say, hey, Phil, don't be an idiot. Look, it's right there, or this is, this is how it works. Like, but now keep in mind that they only know that it was there and call you an idiot because they went through the same process just an hour earlier to yeah, try and figure yeah. out. Now, so. I've watched probably half a dozen people go through that process, get in there, uh, looking at the, the you know, you can be a, a, a freelancer, mercenary, or loyalist, and they, they go, well, I'm not going to form a unit right now. I'm not in one, whatever. I'll be a freelancer. And I watch them do that process of trying to figure out, well, how are they going to get uh, into a match and you know evident or every time they do read freelancer oh okay i have to wait for a call to arms and they eventually get there but yeah i totally agree more visual cues and that actually goes further more visual cues into the actual matches the scout matches in my opinion but we'll get there when we get there but yeah i i definitely think there needs to be more visual cues walking people uh, for the first time in community warfare through those steps, what they need to do to get, because really you want to get in there and you want to get into some queue right away, put me in, you know, and, and I'll figure it out as I go, but you can't even uh, really do that without kind of slowing down, taking a step back, reading everything. And, It'd be nice to, to make that a little bit easier. And, and, you know, um, Capper says, well, new players shouldn't be diving in CW. This had nothing. I wasn't a new player. I'm not a brand new player, and it was still. Well, people are going to anyway. You can't. Yeah, stop that. but and even then, it's still for a veteran player. Right. Like exactly. you expect. Oh, freelancer. You got all these. Anyway, so I, you know, not to be negative here, but it's just one of those things where those are to me those are quick actual fixes, uh, yeah, and, and it'll sure help. And so, okay, so the next thing, uh, definitely, I just sort of pointed out was the call to arms. Um, very very small. And the window of opportunity is like, if you, you I literally, because right? yeah, I have my chat over here on this screen. If I'm looking yeah. at this, boom, I missed it. There's no audio. There's there's barely a visual cue that needs to be updated. And then the next thing is, so okay, we we got past this. Um, the I was a little confused because I was expecting freelancer solo to be just sort of dropped into a queue. Like for instance, not a queue like 
like a waiting list or like to just be able to say, I don't care who I play for. I just want to play. I mean, that's sort of the idea, right? And if I click on the, uh, the faction warfare and I'm, um, if I'm a freelancer, I don't care if I'm playing for clan or IS. I'm just there to do, work on leaderboards, some have some fun, 4v4, scout, whatever, or even the big battles. Um, and I just felt like I should just be able to click play and it just drops me and uses me and does whatever months with me. But the only problem is I kept waiting around for these, you know, call to arms. And I feel like there could be a better use for that because all you are really as a freelancer is you're just, uh, you're supplemental to loyalist solos, right? Because loyalist solos are kicking off battles, doing, doing all that. And then, Hey, when we don't have enough or whatever, it, it sort of snaps you in. Um, so I feel like that could definitely be, you know, fixed, but let's go ahead and dive into my experiences so far. Um, all right, I'll, I'll ask you, uh, I guess. Yeah. F uh, you participated in the scout. Did you like it? I, uh, like, yeah, did you just I, I like it? Did, did you have a good experience? Missions. Did you did you like it? Did you did you want to come back and play? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I only played probably, I don't know, not four and a half hours, probably a couple hours. Um, I had a huge variance of, you know, types of drops where basically you know we're learning the ropes learning what works doesn't work like for example when you're defending forget going you know most of the time obviously there's exceptions to every rule but forget going after the the data points you know just go attack kill them you know we finally learned that or whatever um and then when you're on the offensive uh you know it's it's really about the team that you're with and how it plays out you know i heard a lot of things and that's the thing I think it's really important for people to experience it before they start expressing their opinions. Cause I did talk to a lot of people who gave me their opinion for, you know, 20 minutes. And then I find out they didn't even drop any matches. There's a lot of people watching videos, for example, long time videos or whatever, and coming to <laughs> conclusions. Um, but, uh, which those conclusions may be totally appropriate, but, um, I think you do need to experience, like I was expecting nothing because I'm IS, nothing but street crows on the other side, according to all the Skype channels I was monitoring and yeah. forums and Reddit, I was expecting nothing but street crows. I saw a few, I mean, literally not even, it was way more other types of builds. Um, I don't know why that was just my experience, but, uh, I'm, and I'm not saying, you know, the build, the whole idea of the build, the tonnage, everything is perfect or anything like that. But your, your question, what was my reaction? Did I have fun? Yes. It's something new. It's something different. And for me, what I saw is that it's a foundation. Like I feel, okay, now this is really cool. This is different. We could do something with this, you know, and, um, the, the numbers, their placeholders don't get all crazy about numbers necessarily. Everything is open to balance. If you haven't learned anything about MWO and, and PGI is that they're open to balancing things. If there's something that is not working correctly and what that takes is feedback, this right here, what we're doing, you guys in chat, what you say, your opinions matter. Um, I've heard some of the best suggestions actually over the last day and a half from the community, just experiencing going, yeah, this is really cool, but I'd like to see this, you know, like for example, the in-game uh, visual cues for whether you're attacking, defending, whatever. So my experience was a positive one. I see some issues, no doubt about it. Um, well, and and let's, I see some- Let's go dive in here because, yep. you know, I feel like the specifics here. So- Oh, and I did not, like I said, I'm gonna reiterate, I did not personally experience a long time, so. So when it comes down to the, the first thing when you drop is you have these intel points that if you're an attacker defender, you can run up and, and download the information. 
and there's X amount on per team, generally around 11 or so. And uh, if you're attacker defender, it depends on when you hit those. It'll either uh, it'll engage a dropship to come in and pick up the attackers. And you basically, just like you said, if you're defenders, you're more focused on finding and killing the enemy max. But that also just depends. And if you're attackers, you're more interested in getting the intel points up to a certain point, calling in your dropships and GTFO and right. And you also get some added advantage of the dropship firepower. But there's a few things here. Is I felt like it played better on certain maps. The bigger the maps, Force Colony, you had a lot more interaction to go and actually get the intel points. River City, like even last night, was almost instantly in the fight because you, even though it's a big map, there's not as much avenues to to go around without. So it basically goes down to just find the enemies, kill the enemies on River City. Whereas on like Polar Force Colony. It was big enough to where you can maneuver, you can use those, that speed and maneuverability. So I felt like that was key, and I feel like some maps, the intel needs to either, needs to be more capture points or less of, or something needs to happen on some of those where space is limited. Um, like River City, I feel like it could still work, because I feel like, you know, but it's just one of those things where I feel like, it just needs to be adjusted. Um, another thing was yeah. um, what mechs were being taken. What was really cool about dropping Freelancer is VoIP, I used it all night and was well-received. And this was by myself with no group, no one else on comms with me. There was a few times we sync dropped me and Opie and a few other people. Um, but for the most part, people were very respectful. I never had any issues. Do you I had... know how, how unique that is to MWO? It, yeah. Yeah. That's a very unique aspect to MWO. Just something I was talking to somebody about last night. The fact that you can literally get in there, I mean, because of voice comms and because of the people that play the game, you can actually do that. It does happen, and I've seen you do it. So, I just love that. So Malgus brings up a point. Um, PJ, I More just make it cues. clear to know which, yes. if you're attacker or defender. Well, the first thing popped in my mind is if you're in the dropship at the very beginning, you're attacking. You're scout. You're the scouts. If you're on the ground and you're not in dropship, you're the defender for the 4v4 but scout But that's mode. learned. Like, yes. I do feel there needs yes. to be more visual cues, and yes. that's what I was getting at earlier. Like, you you, you have to listen to the dropship pilot. Otherwise, you're like, wait, what are we doing now? What yeah. are we supposed... You know, and I saw that happening over and, and over and, and so, over. And so what I was doing, I was even doing it today. I was dropping. I wasn't streaming it, but I was dropping. And is talking to your, uh, like, friendlies. Like, so when we were attacking... Well, one, I was rolling around in cicadas. Someone was like, oh, well, you got to have eight mechs. I have like six cicadas. I was doing all cicada deck, and it was fantastic. And I'm going to do an all shadow cat deck. That's all I'm going to do. So, yes, you do have to have a few mechs ready. Because not scout, you'll need one mech. And by the way, the cool thing is when you drop, when you drop into the queue for these, you actually know what map you're going to get. You can switch your mech depending on the map. So that is actually if really cool. Quick. If you're yeah. quick, uh, yes. Breaking news here, Analog uh, Botanist just posted, there is a hotfix scheduled for tomorrow. That's April 21st. Uh, and this is the first hotfix since the patch went up. Um, and I would say you can, you know, potentially expect more uh, as well as changes in the May patch. But there is a hotfix plan for tomorrow. I'll have to look at those. One of the problems I did run into yesterday, which was uh, and someone, if you can read through it, which was... Um, out of all the matches I did last night as a freelancer, um, I got one normal CW match. Like, what well, wasn't a scout. It was a regular uh, assault. Actually, we were defenders. 
And it was interesting because my team was all freelancers, not one loyalist. But we dropped against a 12-man solo Davian loyalist group. So which means they weren't on TeamSpeak necessarily. They could have been, you know, but they also had VoIP. It was one of those things where I really enjoyed it. Now, it was one of those where, like, skill level-wise, I realized I was probably at the top there. But just listening to the comms, people were saying, you know, at the very, someone was like, hey, what do we do? I've never played this. And I just said, hey, let's go to Alpha Gate. Keep eyes on Provocate. Watch the turrets. They're going to shoot our generators. Watch. And if you were there listening, it was fantastic because you had people that were like, you know, Roger that, keeping eyes, letting, you know, and hey, what do we do now? And, you know, being able to say, okay, hey, let's press out this or that. Now, granted, yes, some out there that are experienced CW in the big groups and stuff, and you're like, oh, that's nothing. But just from a casual players perspective where let's be yeah. honest the majority of players are casual players so it was just really cool to see and listen to people do you know how coordinate. many solo you know drops and even group drops i'm in where everybody is just quiet and especially solo and all i'm thinking sometimes is all it takes is one person to speak up right now take command and that can change everything for this match and yeah i see you do that all the time it really just does take somebody stepping forward and, and communication is just so OP and so much more fun. Uh, it, it's really the, the mech warrior experience, I mean, in my opinion. And, and I saw this even, I think it was Monday, uh, I was streaming and another streamer, Seder, me and him dropped in a match and he actually just sort of took charge. Now, it was one of those things where he was very gruff about it. He was to the point, but he at least did it. And, you know, we yep. won. Now, we could have lost and if people could have been like, oh, you know, but... but it's always easy to point the finger, right? But, you know, it's one of those taking charge. And if you win, you win, you lose, you lose. At the end of the day, at least someone's trying. So when... Hey, dude, yes. I always give my respect to people who try. There's people who are going to have irritating voices to listen to. There's going to be people that have maybe poor tactics because they're learning whatever. But I always give props to people that at least try because that's way more than the people that aren't, which so, mostly includes me, you know, most of the time. Or Dallas says, uh, what's going to drop? scouting but i'm worried about bringing an is light to uh fight nothing but clan mediums one out of all the matches i had last night there was i only had like two clan battles by the way the majority of called arms i had as a freelancer were actually is liao and davian borders were hot by the way there were called arms mm -hmm. left and right um uh karita and uh so it was one of those where i actually didn't have many clan fights so what are of my the clan fights you did have what did you see um I was in my shadow cat. I saw your normal street crows, Arctic cheetahs. Um, let's see. Uh, didn't see any. I mean, that that was pretty much uh, Jenner two C's. Huh? Jenner two C's. Obviously, the, the I saw flat some versions. two C's. Uh, I yeah. saw a few of those. Yeah, but it was one of those where some you know, oh, street crows are everywhere. And then you talk to players, and they're like, yeah, just bring a griffin, and it's gonna tear the new asshole, right? And it's one of those where I just feel that. With anything, there's always a counter to something. Now, I, I did run a match Mostly, earlier today, yes. and it was a clan drop, and I had a shadow cat, and we had very light. I think we had, I'd, at the end of the day, I can't remember what we necessarily had, but they had two street crows, an arctic cheetah. I think this was actually Dave. I think that's what he was talking about on Twitter. He said, I survived Sean Lang. And we had legged one of the storm crows, took it out, uh, destroyed the other storm crow, but they were both street crows, so they but I couldn't kill the Arctic Cheetah quick enough because he was under the dropship. It was firing on me uh, and then just outcapped us. But it was one of those things where we just engaged him at range, range took out the leg of one of the Stormcrows and puts it out of the fight and stuff. So anyways, there, there's 
reasons rhymes. I think what Ordellis, the real question is, is some maps, it's easily, it's easier to avoid some of those mechs. Like, for instance, if you're in a lighter IS mech, you can outrun that Storm Crow, Street Crow, even if it's there. The problem is on maps like River City, uh, where you can't outrun, you know, because there's choke points and they're going to catch you eventually. And then what can you do? You can't really do anything. So I think it, it comes down to the individual maps have to be sort of played and, and tweaked where the intel points are. And, you know, because really individual that's the role. Individual map strategies yeah. or map meta or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, and which is fine. Um, different maps play differently. And maybe maps that play differently can also, the game mode could be adjusted accordingly to each map or whatever um, to make it a little bit a more unique experience or whatever. It's funny. You know, I love, I love this community because <laughs> whenever we get a big patch or any significant changes, it's just the, the divide is so real. You know, you, you, you just watch. You can watch Russ's Twitter or our Twitter or Reddit or whatever, and you've got people just saying it's the best thing that's ever happened, and you've got people on the other side saying RIP MWO, and uh, and it's just hilarious. I love it. It's so much passion. Well, with with the attack and defend too is you don't. There's a what I like about it too is it's something new, it's something different, but it's more strategy than just necessarily always kill the enemy. And yeah, because skirmish. just like TK said, or technically you can get enough intel points, but they can't get back to their dropship. Or, um, like last night, we, uh, we legged a Kentaro, and their dropship was coming, so it basically, he was too far away where he couldn't get back to the fight, and I did that on purpose, because yep. we'd have just probably got raffle stomped, so taking stri you know, strategically taking one of the mechs out, and there then moving, moving the fight. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right, and then on top of that, too, is like, Oh, like Locust. Like, uh, I've seen a lot of Pirates Banes. The ECM is fantastic, right? And the speed is fantastic. But the only problem is it's still Locust. Well, then, would a Fire Starter be better? You know, and then what about taking Shadowhawks and Griffins out there again? What about taking those 55 Tunners that have good amount of speed, have the survivability, and can pack a little bit of punch? And I saw over and over, kept uh, running into people that were like, oh, man, yeah, I wiped the floor with those street crows, and I was in my hunchback, or I was in my, you know, just because they got overconfident, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know. But um, I enjoyed it. My overall just experience last night was enjoyment. I enjoyed the matches. I enjoyed the communication. I did feel that, uh, you know, uh, from a personal, like, skill level, I, I did feel sometimes that, like, I was like, uh they shouldn't be taking that build. And it was just, it was sort of easy, but we're all in the same playing field, right? Everyone's solo. You could go up against really good players. But the one thing that cued in my mind was my experience as a freelancer doing scout missions will be different than if I'm doing it with units. And that's sort of what I was asking people today on, on TeamSpeak and stuff was, how are you, in, how do you, how, how is your experience? Is it a little bit more difficult? Because as soon as you get in the group queue doing scouts, the fights are going to be tougher because you make one mistake, they're going to capitalize, and you know uh, it's going to be more towards the focus of the fight. Uh, how, what strategies are they using to make the intel points even worth it or not? You know, Is it just, oh, just go for the mechs as well? So it'll be, it'll be interesting sort of seeing... Um, oh, and by the way, what? if anybody hasn't picked up on it, yeah, Phil and I are playing you know, Community Warfare. This is something that's going to we're going to build on. Um, we don't even know exactly how we're going to do it. We're kind of discussing 
you know, how we're going to get involved, what units we're, we're going to play. Are we forming our own unit? Are we going to, you know, inviting people in? Are we going to be joining other units like an embedded reporter or whatever? Um, I, you know, what you're saying, organized groups, formans or whatever, I want to drop some of those. I want to get more experiences. I want to do the, the regular community warfare drops now that we're able to. So we're kind of talking about that. You know, we may do something together. We may do some stuff separately, but we're definitely going to uh, be experiencing community warfare as much as we can now. Yeah, you know, and I talked about this on the stream last night, which was I see an opportunity for the masses. And let's just say the NGNG community. Let's just say you're watching right now. You don't participate in CW. You you you, you just think, ah, you know, but you don't like dropping solo and you want to experience some stuff. So what I, what I look at it is if you have potentially hundreds, if not thousands of individual pilots out there, could you use them to help influence the outcome of certain situations? Like, could you band them together for a cause uh, to help fight this batch, uh, you know, this, this planet or this defend or attack this? And the first thing that popped in my mind was sort of uh, the, the red versus blue in um, on EVE Online, which was it's faction warfare. And you had these two things that were sort of loosely, they had a little bit of, uh, you know, organization and stuff. But it was for the fact of, it helps get potentially a lot of people together to help, you know, certain um, uh, battles. So anyways, that sort of popped in my head. And, and uh, we talked about, uh, you know, what are the benefits of going to Loyalist, uh, creating a, a Merc unit um, and stuff like that. So we'll let you guys know, because I know there's actually a lot of people that said uh, they would like to actually join. Um, so, you know, I think uh, we'll have to. We'll, have we'll to, see. Yeah, yeah. we're going to keep talking about it. But um, let's see. What else uh, do we got? Um as far as uh, a CW, obviously there were some problems with the long time. I saw that. Didn't get to experience it. I did get one normal uh, CW match. We were defenders. And like I said, it was just really nice from a solo perspective. I didn't, at no point did I feel like I lost control of the, you know, like I lost control of the outcome of the match because I was out coordinated. Like I never. That that was one of the problems that we had in CW previously, which is you drop and oh, you see a bunch of people with unit tags, and there's a four man, there's a six man, there's an eight man, there's a twelve man. You might as well just kiss your ass goodbye. At least I felt when I dropped that we were on e level playing field. Even though there were twelve Davians on the other team, you know they're all solo, which means they're having to fight the same difficulties we have, which is. Uh, their builds may not be coordinated. Um, the, you know, the leadership and, and, you know, target calling may not be spot on. At least all of that was on level playing ground. And so I felt good about that. So solo group. Now the problems I'm seeing or I'm hearing is that potentially because these solo players have been pulled out, that some of the groups in are, are having longer wait times. Now, the first thing I want to say is you're, it's because you're not having any uh, scapegoats and, you know, like, puppies to beat down, right? And that's what the solo players were. And I just don't feel like they were like the, the mortar in between, right? And you take that out, there's going to be cracks. So I'm interested to see how that is fixed and, and if the wait times and stuff are improved. Um, but I also asked uh, people that were doing scout missions in group queue, and they said they were kicking off matches every, like, two minutes. Like, two minutes was the max. I'm wondering, what about time zone? Did that sort of dry up later on? Um, did anybody sit in the group queue for solo scouts and just wait forever? 
how about the big battles like i don't know so yeah see that kind of stuff is weird i don't know enough you know as far as how matchmaking is like i'm hearing people exactly what you just said oh my gosh i was getting in matches immediately blah 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 and then i have people saying i couldn't get in a match i was sitting there for seven minutes i don't know if it's a time zone thing i don't know if it's the team arrangements um but uh i mean it's it's good to hear that people were getting in quickly i do want to somebody was saying earlier when we first started talking about this patch um something about an elephant in the room i want to make sure that we covered that elephant whatever it might be so if whoever is in chat that said that if we didn't talk about what you want to talk about as far as this patch what's the please bring it up yeah give us the elephant um but i'm trying to think of more things that had to do with this patch um, obviously, like we just said, this is a very limited, you know, point of view. It's yours and mine for literally a day and a half of our experience, which we're doing a lot of other things, not just playing the game for that day and a half. So we don't have a lot. Um, we are trying to get somebody like perhaps Paul for next week for the podcast so we can talk more, you know, the specifics of numbers, uh, the design, etc. We'll see. There's been no confirmation on that yet. But also we will have a town hall with Russ uh, soon again. Um, at which point, you know, it'll be a little bit of, okay, so this is what phase three did. Um, and, and this is where we're going and so forth. So there will be more in depth discussion on phase three and, and what it means and and where it's going. Um, but this is just our Uh, brief, the long Tom is dire which it's already, um, if I'm just looking at these, uh, hot fix. So, um, great. Long-term artillery strike damage has been reduced. Long-term artillery strike warning smoke is now larger. So there's that. Um, Does it say what it's been reduced to? I'm not seeing that. No, for those that are wondering, um, (laughs) there's a video out there. Actually, a few videos. If you watch, basically, purple smoke goes out. And if you don't, I don't know if you can get away quick enough. No, I I don't know if you can get away quick enough. But basically, yeah, yeah, you can get headshot like 200 and some odd meters away. And there's nothing you can do. Doesn't matter how much armor you have. Just done. You're done. So, um you know, obviously, I'm wondering if that's going to be tweaked, how that is effective. Is that intended? Like, do you want people, um, obviously, uh, you know, is it one of those things where you decrease head-specific damage and you just increase everything else to where it's just like, you just got smacked? I don't know. Um, haven't participated in that yet, but I've definitely seen the reactions to where um, you get our uh, long-term artillery and shit starts dying. I do know that. So Yes, indeed. <laughs> um also, the, uh, you know, we'll be getting into the sort of mercenary contracts. The... Oh, here's another thing I love, by the way. I know there are some people in chat that actually didn't like this, and I have no reason to hate it. Leaderboards. Fan oh, yeah, fucking tastic. Like, that I, is what, amazing. What, what, is, what is the. Okay, I've heard 99% positive on leaderboards. People E-peen. are totally loving E-peen. it. That was the only real reason I heard was EPing. Like, and. and I didn't yeah. feel that way at all. No, like I last either. night, I, 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 I. Well, of course you're sitting at the top, but yeah, but well, I agree. Yeah, but I was in <laughs> like 15, and I was like, oh yeah, cool. I'm gonna go try to go get you know Zombear. Like that's my goal. And Dude, we, I've been wanting like, leaderboards. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm totally happy they're in. Um, you know, filters. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's easy. I'm sure to to implement. That's just but added, the yeah. idea to me is, yes, finally yeah. we have a leaderboard now. The thing that pops in my head when I see this is, could we not have a leaderboard for solo, you know, public queue? Mm-hmm. Why not, right? Now, the only problem, I think we could, just because you could say, well, Phil, that means, you know, a tier one player is going to be going up against tier three. So what? I mean, at the end of the day, guess who would be at top of the leaderboards? Like, a really good player is going to be at the top of the leaderboards. 
So there, there's that. Uh, I don't think that's pro- the only problem is having leaderboards for like group queue, which I don't think you can have just because again it goes down. To, I think you could have individual performance, but even then that's skewed because of group size and blah blah blah. But I so, do think group queue is totally or group leaderboards, faction leaderboards is totally appropriate for community warfare. Yes. And I'm loving just getting in there and looking at who's up there. I you know yeah. it's. I, I think that's a huge thing. I think it's a great start. There's so much more as far as we want, as you know, as data and, and what we get from... Uh... Well, you know what pops up in my head is actual, like, okay, so if you're, because loyalist and uh, units, if you're a Merc group out there, you now have the potential, sort of like Eve, how I was in Nor, which is efficiency-based combat. Like, for instance... If you and I don't know if this contract system is going to go this route, but just think think about this for a second. To where uh, we're Liao getting our shit kicked in, right? And we need help. And so what we're going to do is we're going to hire some of the best mercenaries out there to help fight for our cause, right? That that's how I look at this, where it could potentially go. So your top merc units now could have an efficiency base saying, hey, they're like every single time they're, you can check out each contract they do and see how efficient they were, which is how much damage received, how many met kills, how many met kills did they lose? You know what I'm saying? And you could go out there and hire some of the best to help you fight for you. It, when I see this system, that's what I look at, it, is the potential for efficiency-based contracts and, and, and marks being able to... And you may not be able to hire the the one through five or six because they're already under contracts getting paid a lot right. of money Dude, that, but that then kind of stuff I love. then who do you who do you go for after that well then oh hey you know that one unit man i the heard budget, the I budget he- you know <laughs> so i i, I don't hey, know to a, me i think that's really cool here's a fix that actually could could have potentially been an elephant social tab fix an issue where accessing the social tab would prompt a loading screen dude that was irritating the shit out of me so glad that's fixed just saying <laughs> I still because all we need is more freaking loading, right? Fix it, like n- not no, just the entire chat system. Like if no, it wasn't pertinent enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like this can be a nice little quick uh, hot fix, and and I'm assuming there may be more before the next patch. So my overall experiences so far is it's fun, it's not perfect. The scouts, I, I definitely. Oh, and here's another thing. I feel like the scout mode highlights one of the cool things that the idea of role warfare right yes you're just adding a a simple cap mechanic but what if certain chassis certain light mechs or maybe even mediums could see the intel points on their sensors on the radar or stuff like that or where they could escalate to where not always fighting is the right way to go you know, and it's it's one of those where I, I feel like if if that could kind be of like on cool things added to it, like for example the Cyclops with its unique little ability, something that could yeah I I agree. I mean I think this opens up the potential, lays the groundwork for you know further development and per, perhaps like you're saying refining the whole idea of role warfare. I mean that you know there's a lot of stuff that I like about this scout missions and and the four by four and i see a lot of potential for you know, for you know what i also there. like about it is it's four by four like mm-hmm. we we haven't seen that people are liking that forever yeah, yeah. it's smaller you know and smaller. also I mean, lights like and mediums too, but yeah yeah now okay lights and mediums i heard some people saying they want it raised to 75 people want heavy backs in there i feel 
I, I kind of think I'm good with it being lights and mediums. Well, look at it this way. You have some clan heavies that can move just as quick as IS mediums. Whereas it's not the true for the reverse, you know. Um, I, I just feel like that's an escalation of, of power creep. And is that what you want? Now, I think the, is the real underlying tone is I'm sick and tired of street crows, you know, or, you know, something like that. I, I don't know. Um, I'm happy where it's at right now. I think there should be a gameplay incentive, even monetary, if that's what it takes. If you take a 55-tonner, maybe you don't make as much as a 40-tonner. Cicadas for life. Or, you know, I mean, that's the thing is, but it also should be influenced by gameplay. That, that like, if you're in a Locust, add more freaking intel points or something so Locust can just run around and do his thing. I mean, if and that's another thing, reward for capping the intel points. That was actually something that was very lacking. And I think... I think that goes in. It says um, a thousand C bills and fifty XP. Now, that if let's just say you only get five of them, that's only five thousand C bills. Is that so enough? So that could maybe you know. I think more more monitoring. Maybe that should go up. We'll see. Well, I'm just wondering because I don't know. You know, is that so, well? Okay, here's a question. Then talking about C bills experience or whatever. How did you feel you were doing as far as payouts as compared? Because I always, every single person I talk to when they're talking about community warfare and the amount of C-Bills uh, experience the they get. Yeah. Lower. So, For the time so, invested. So same? No, it was lower. And and I feel like yeah. this is another actually big Rewards talking, talking point, be... which is if, you're, if you have – look, at the end of the day, if you have 24-7 community warfare – and you want people to participate. This is the big thing. You know what you you not only do you want people, you need the players in there. Well, guess what? The C build earnings from an hour in group or solo queue and quick play needs to be equal, if not more so, a little bit more in CW, right? Because you're you're taking away some of that uh, you know uh, control they have unless you're with the unit. It is there's no monetary incentive now i would say it wouldn't need to be as high if it was cw was like world of tank style right where it only is only you know like three hour schedule window time schedule day. time you know yes then you say the group queue is where they're making the money but, but you're, if you're trying to get you, people in there god you need how many solo you need how many groups to participate in this you have i think to, it just it, needs, it to needs be it needs to be its own economy you know where you go and you well, can make just to... as much money like, for example, I've been talking to people, a lot of people in the comp scene now because, uh, you know, we're, we're working with the, the, the big tournaments and leagues and so forth. And they're saying, look, if we're bringing in new pilots to our group, to our units or whatever, we're going to keep running them in group queue and solo queue because they're going to make more C-bills and get more experience so that we can get them into the mechs that they need to be in order to be competitive. So it's always about the grind for them. It's about the grind for a lot of people. Sure, there's people out there with, you know, 100 billion C-bills and everything. that They don't need anything more, but there's a lot of people that are new. There's a lot of people that don't have everything. And but, the grind does matter. So it le needs to be at least comparable so that you can run random battles in group queue and make good income and experience. And you can run CW and make good now, income experience. There's only one catch to what I just said is I mm. was playing freelancer. I was not playing yeah. Merc that makes right. more money. So I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, now granted, I'd like, I made a million C bills in that one CW match I had last night, but it wasn't a scout. It was a regular match. How much time was it? A 20? How much? 
you know well so on on the reverse on the flip side just like you said you and i were mostly playing freelancer so again like i said at the beginning of this guy's very limited experience so we don't know what it was like for a lot of merc and and for especially loyalists and there were people messaging us on skype saying they were making ridiculous money especially when they bought that tournament uh booster um and yeah. were making the extra money on top of that so a uh, little pitch for the tournament booster but um yeah, so I don't know. Maybe you're making e equal money, but actually the person that was saying they were making a lot of money still was saying that they'd rather run their unit members through uh, solo queue or group queue because they're going to make more. Which I would say is fine if you were doing the World of Tanks style. If you're yeah. if with 24-7 community warfare, how it is right now, just look at it, what it is. You're, yeah, you need, need the numbers in there. You need them engaged. And from a developer standpoint, you could be like, well, you know, we don't want them always, or like, we want them to earn their C-bills in group queue. Well, then you have to cut the amount of hours they have to spend in CW. Like, that's just it. That, yeah. That's the reality. So, um, But to be honest, I anticipate numbers changes. I, oh, yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. a lot Even the MC, of right? Yeah, is just placeholder because we're putting a new system out here. We don't want to accidentally give some unit 5 billion MC by accident because something's messed up or whatever. So placeholders, seeing how the economy rolls, it's hard to be patient when it's a live game. But, I mean, honestly, all that can happen now is is it can improve and get better. So I, I'm interested to hear and or experience how the loyalty voting system yeah, is too. working. Is How is that going? What yeah. needs to be tweaked? Um, on the uh, contract uh, for the mercenaries is actually really cool. The percentage boost you get is based on the population of that faction. Um, so you literally may not be making as much money because that population is, is bloated. Um, it'll be interesting sort of seeing and, and, one of the problems we were seeing before with CW was units switching to just make more money. Like, what is the actual, like, tangible reason outside of just C-bills? Like, now, obviously, you could say, well, that will only stretch so far because RP, Phil. You know, like, you've got some people that are just diehard Davian fans that are never going to, you know, it is what it is. Well, what if you're a min-max or a unit that only care, you know, cares about that? Then you don't really care. You just you go where the money is. Um, so, you know, does that shift populations, you know, does that, does that help anything? I don't know. It'll be interesting. So, uh, there's, there's that. So I agree. Um, let's see what else was out there. Um, that, uh, I'm wondering if we're going to see more map Intel maps or Intel specific. Are we, you know, obviously they didn't, they didn't use the CW maps. They used the, um, uh, public queue matches. Um, I did hear some people, uh, you know, I reached out to a few people that play uh, CW and they said um, CW still sort of feels like a, a, a uh, not a grind, but a, uh, you're getting channeled, you know, your, your lanes yeah, and I, it, that I, really I've hasn't that changed. Well, but I've heard some people that like that. So I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, yeah, that's so a discussion. In itself. We'll, we'll, I'll give you my feedback once I start participating in that. I mean, I yeah. think the biggest thing for me um, and you would be, you know, what are we going to do? Are, are, you know, we going to go and embed ourselves with said unit play for a week or two? Do we want to, you know, sort of grab the, that sort of, uh, you know, Hey, we're going to get the masses form a Merc group and we're just going to, you know, we're not going to be hardcore. We're just gonna be very casual, but what is the structure? What's our mission statement? If we're, we're going to do something like that, hard. we're going to casual, we're going to casual so hard. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely one of those things where my initial impressions of scout mode is I like it. Room for improvement, yes. The freelancer, I feel like 
needs a little bit more, uh, definitely needs to be able to, you know, show them what to do. Uh, also, you know, again, the pop-up for uh, Call to Arms. But I also feel like th there's potential, like, you know, well, what do you think about just getting into a queue for call to arms and saying whatever is the first one pops up, that's yeah. the one I want to get in so that you're not having to sit there and stare and whack-a-mole when it pops up or whatever. I per Personally, I'd way rather just jump in a queue. Yeah, and I, and I think sort of some of that goes back to the same queue population problems, like wait times people were having in group queue. Then your right. question is, are they having solo loyalist queue problems? Like, because you have, you know, 10 factions is... Is that something they're they're running into? And because that's what you're waiting on as a freelancer is just a free spot to open up, you know. So, um, is there you know how do the numbers look? Is is working behind the scenes? And the big thing here too is when when something like this comes out, now there's actually tangible, real reasons to own planets, right? MC the the monetary really isn't there just yet, but obviously they'll just is yep. saying how many more new people are going to be coming into CW. How many units out there are saying, we, you know, this is worth it. Let's let's start getting people in. We can play it 24-7. And, and that sort of goes back to how many people are, are the units getting active, how many more uh, blood is, is being poured into the system. Um, but I think this time will tell the 24-7 battle that me and you talked about, which, you know, I've had concerns with. Is it sustainable? How do, how does the population is sustainable? And what about time zones? And and I think that'll be uh, some some stuff to keep an eye out, and then you know go from there. But um, also, um, let's see, something popped into my head there. Oh yeah, uh, as far as phase three and four by fours and kind of bringing more people into the game, Phil and I are going to be working with some YouTubers and streamers here shortly. Uh, probably start kind of diving a little bit into it maybe next week into the following week or something like that waiting for a little bit of these hot fixes to happen the polish so we can bring people in and, and things are more ready but uh, keep in mind that that will be happening we'll be uh, working with some pretty cool personalities and have some fun with that so that'll be on top of you know us playing with you guys in the community and whether we form our own unit or, or join yours or whatever um, there's gonna be a lot of uh, cool stuff happening definitely all right, so we have a uh, Soto game says uh, for someone who doesn't play CW often, I still don't understand how to get into CW quickly or tell when battles are helping. That's one of the things Feel we were talking about pain, earlier. Soto, yeah. Um, which I think are, are a little quick fixes that Use again the force. add to uh, the uh, life expectancy of people participating in. Um, Ordella says you should suggest PGI adds a pop up on login letting players that. Don't follow the forums, patch notes, and about the solo FW option for them. Yep, lots may not know. Um, I think there's a video coming soon. Uh, hopefully, maybe that'll get eyes on. And of course, you know, I think some of the responsibility, uh, at least for me as a player, comes to, and now that I can actually stream it, is streaming it. Uh, that's why I focused on it last night for four and a half hours. I'm going to be focusing on tomorrow. For, like, that, that's yep. why I feel like it's my job, too, to, to make sure... Hey, you know, Soto, this is how you do this. Or, hey, Soto, you, you want to know how to go watch this YouTube video from yesterday's stream? Um, and it breaks that down that, too. And I mean, because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, I have, let's just say, 150 people watching. I can put up on YouTube, and it gets watched by thousands of people. So it's one of those where that sort of helps, too. It covers multiple bases. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh... anyways, overall, I like it. Uh, lots of improvement. Looking forward to some of the changes. There was more stuff in, in the, the patch itself 
as far as like uh, gameplay, quirk adjustments, this and that. But I feel like in the grand scheme of things, not as big as CW3 in the focus of what the patch, the majority of the meat was. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sort of touch on that uh, throughout the, the week when... Sato had a little experience there. He said, I'm watching the faction chat where they say they're needing one more for scouting. I enter the battle and I'm the only one sitting in the lobby. That actually happened to me quite a few times as well. Um, I don't know, you know, the mechanics behind that and why that happens. I watch the the faction chat as well. They say one more on the so-and-so planet. You see the call to arms, you click on it, and yeah, you're the only one sitting there. Well, I don't know. It, 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 basically what happens, you'll notice, yeah, you notice what happens is sometimes when that happens, you had two people waiting and they get picked up by something else that was right. fitting. Right? You do and then, see people pop in and out of those groups. Yeah, so, and then you're just you know. sort of left in limbo until the next battle on that particular planet is happening. So you're better off just sort of exiting and waiting for the next one because it could yeah. be another planet. But uh, yeah, anyways, just want to say thank you, uh, everyone coming out. We have like 100 plus people here. Just want to say hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. Quick shout out to everyone in chat. Um, we had a few uh, new followers to the channel. Appreciate you guys uh, following. And, of course, just want to say, if you are new to the channel, make sure to click that follow button down below. That way you guys get email notifications and check us out on Twitter or Facebook. We'll make sure to get this up on YouTube as soon as possible. And, uh, yeah, guys, just want to say thank you guys. Had a great week, great last week. And we'll keep you guys informed on what's going on with uh, the beard, that guy over there, and family. Um, if he does come out here at the beginning of uh, June or if it's going to be a little bit later on. And uh, obviously our plans for some of the, the expansion potentials uh, for uh, NGNG and some of the things we do on a daily uh, basis. But, uh, guys, that's uh, that's going to be it for uh, tonight. Just, again, a big shout-out to you guys in chat. Thank you for all the new follows, all the new subs. We've had, actually, quite a bit of subs uh, recently. So, quick shout-out to you guys for supporting I'll Raise My Glass. One, considering it. Two, following through with it. And, of course, if you can't, do not feel pressured. Uh, we just, you just being here, that's that's good enough for us. Thank you, Mech Bros. Raise My Glass. Yeah, thank you for the support, everybody. And uh, hopefully you are liking that Phil and I are, for the most part, back into our regular schedule once a week. I think two weeks ago we, we missed one because of something. But uh, it, we're enjoying it. And yep. like Phil said, if I get out there to North Carolina, you know, within a month and a half or something like that, who knows what's going to be coming to you and how fast. Of course, we will be getting an office and a studio and have to set that up and everything like that. But uh, dude, the amount gonna, of content. There would be mech porn everywhere there. Oh, my God, dude. Like, I, I have a feeling, like, if I were to be, like, driving by the office at 3 in the morning, I would see the light on in there, and I probably wouldn't want to peek in the window because what I'd see you doing I mean, with all that mech porn around there, know, you know? You, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. They'd be watching. Also, yeah, no no doubt about it. But anyway, it's going to be it's gonna be really exciting. Thank you, everybody that showed up. Uh, Rich out there, Zombie Cowboy, Meerkat, Slims, Wiki, Lathomir, Sato, Malgus, uh, everybody, Pectar, it's awesome. Thank you, everybody, for your support. We're having a lot of fun with this, and we can't wait to do more. Um, that's the awesome thing about MWO, man. It's just ongoing, going, going, going. We got more updates coming, more features, more podcasts, more everything. More, right. more, more. All right, guys, that is going to be it. Again, my name is Phil. That is Darren, the bearded one, Mama Bear, whatever you want to call him. Quick shout-out to everyone in the community. Again, if you are new or if you've been here from the beginning, thank you guys so much for your support. Speaking of support, if you guys want to help support this channel and or what we do with the podcast, there's a few ways you can do it. Number one, just be in chat. 
and being awesome and not being a dick. That that goes a long way. Just just you guys being here. Two, if you want to become a sub, there's some info down below. Uh, you guys get access to emoticons, gizmo, thumbs up, the beard, all that fun stuff. If you uh, just to keep you informed, we do not get all that money. So if you don't want Twitch to get money, we've got a Patreon page, we've got tip chart, all that fun stuff. Again, do what you're able to and or not able to. You just being here is awesome. Just want to say thank you to our Patreons as well. Thank you guys for the support. And uh, that's going to be it. So this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast. Signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Peace. Then I got to click on the music and I should have had it ready. And. <laughs>